0: Hey guys, it's the Doopy Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. It's me, AJ, here with. uh, That's me, Luke. This is kind of a bonus episode we're going to be putting out. Um, It's just kind of an intro to the Doopy Debate live podcast roundtable discussion. So we got together with a bunch of guys. I'm going to list them off here Um, Brotherly Game writer, Phil Moore, Johnny El Parcero, YouTube star, from Views from the Bridge, Paul Catrino. Brotherly Game writer, Joe Lister. Brotherly Game writer, Chris Bratton. Your favorite podcast, It's Always Soccer in Philadelphia, host, Kevin Kincaid. And the head editor at brotherlygame.com, the godfather of this podcast, Matt Ralph. Um, so we got together with these guys, and a shout out to our friend, Renee who was at Silver Ray on Twitter. He came and observed and played some soccer. Quite the player, by the way. Yeah. Um, and so we did a doopy debate. So I explained it on the podcast to the guys, but just to make sure it's clear before you listen, you're going to hear each of the content providers kind of debating, it's in a bracket style, so two will go at a time. They're going to debate a union or general soccer topic. After they each debate for a minute, um, the group took a vote and decided whose was better, and they moved on to the next round until we had two remaining finalists. Those two finalists put together their all-time unit eleven. We went through it, and then the crowd voted on which team would beat the other. Um,
1: it was a pretty funny vote. I yeah, won't... it was definitely a good time. We uh, got some pretty good discussions, and, and the, yeah, the, the final vote was definitely a, an interesting, uh, some, some diff- some interesting competition. Yeah,
0: <laughs> an interesting lineup put up put out by the two guys who were in the finals. Um, me and Luke had a funny little debate with Matt Ralph. Uh, we had to kind of go against all of our beliefs with which side of the debate we had to be on. Right, So that was fun.
1: Hope you guys enjoyed listening. That Um, led to some pretty interesting discussion afterwards too. So that was, yeah.
0: Yeah. So after all the debating, yeah, you do get to hear some of the group just kind of talking
1: openly. And uh, the, the audio gets kind of quiet there, but I think there should be enough that everyone should be able to pick up on that.
0: But it was, it was a great time. We look forward to getting together with all these guys. These are some of the best Philadelphia union content providers out there. So, be sure to check out all of their stuff. Again, writers at Brotherly Game, Johnny El Parcero all over YouTube, Paul Catrino from Views from the Bridge, and then, of course, it's always Soccer in Philadelphia with Kevin Kincaid. So enjoy this. Yeah. I'll just go, yeah. There's a
1: special shout-out to Paul Catrino because we had this I all planned did. and set up, and then I forgot the one piece that connected all of our mics and equipment to my laptop to get it all to work. And so all of our equipment was – useless uh, at the when we brought it up and then but paul katrina saved the day he, he brought his own mic and um we were able to use that for the whole thing so save the day thank you paul shout so out much to that
0: guy. true professional yeah and one of the nicest guys you're ever gonna meet so yeah.
1: and shout out to, to matt ralph for organizing yeah. the whole thing um it was really fun and and shout out to so five the the venue that we were at it was a really cool place up in uh elkin park elkins park yeah it was it was a cool place to to hang out and play some soccer with these guys
0: yeah we got to play after so that was really fun um yeah i think that's it so enjoy yeah. this and enjoy your holidays if we don't talk to you guys again and hopefully we'll have some union news for you and if not we'll talk to you in the new year yeah Podcast noises. <laughs> hey guys, this is the Doopie Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ here with... Oh, it's me, Luke. And we're here with a bunch of guys. I'm going to run through their names, but then we'll uh, we'll get them to all kind of introduce themselves as well. Um Got a real fun episode for you. We're coming to you live from, well, kind of live from the So5 Soccer Center. We're going to do a podcast play game, then we're going to get to play some soccer. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Right now I'm here with, I've got Phil Moore, Johnny El Parcero, um, Paul Catrino, Joe Lister, Chris, Kevin Kincaid, (laughs) um, Matt Ralph, and then me and Luke. Um, So we're going to play this game. It's going to be the... Scoopy Brother debate show. Each person here has been drawn into a bracket, and I have a list of random soccer debates. Some of it's union-related, some of it's outside of the union. Each person's going to uh, get to argue their side, a side, whether they're for or against, for a minute, and then the group's going to vote who moves on to the next round. Uh, We've got a quarterfinal, a semifinal. Then the final is going to be decided by uh, the two people in the final are going to choose their best 11 out of union players and the group will decide which team will come out victorious. So I think we're ready to get going. Our first matchup is going to be between Phil and Johnny. Um, their topic's going to be. Oh, <laughs> All right, this go. is what Johnny was. The topic is, is the U.S. Matt men's national team on the right track so uh i'm gonna flip a coin and uh phil's gonna be heads johnny's gonna be tails whatever it lands on they're going to get to choose either if they want to be pro against or they get to choose whether they want to go first or second so johnny your tails Phil, your heads it is heads Phil do you want to be pro the US national team is on the right track (laughs) giggles you want to be against do you want to go first in the debate or second in the debate Um,
2: I'm going to go second
0: he wants to go second Johnny do you want to be pro the US national team is on the right track or against he says pro okay alright so uh, I'm going to hand the
3: mic to Johnny he's going to introduce who he is and then we'll get him going for a minute what's going on guys you guys know me as Parcero Philly now I am a fan of the Columbia national team but I'm born here right I'm gonna have kids here one day so I, I, I won't start the time yet but let me know when you're when
1: you're ready to start okay
3: but, or? but just, I want so the U.S. men's national team to be good and this is why they will be good all right all right so what I see with the U.S. men's national team is I see Greg Berhalter trying to implement a style and a culture to the U.S. men's national team. And nothing is going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. He's, he's been here almost a year now. You're starting to see, little by little, they are still, they're improving. Um, you know, obviously we saw the Canada loss, but you saw them bounce back and they won against Canada down in Orlando. You're starting to see guys like Serginho Dest, who chose to play for the U.S. men's national team over the Netherlands. And that, to me, is that's a sign right there. You know, he had Netherlands wanting him to play for them. And he decided to play for the U.S. men's national team. You know, we've still got a bunch of young players on, on the U.S. men's national team that they are still maturing and improving. I think that a little bit more time, they will make the World Cup, and they will be good for sure.
4: All right so, intro and then let
2: me know. Yeah. all right, guys, this is Phil. Um, I'm my writer for the brotherly game. I'm about to finish up my physical therapy degree, so yeah, so here's why the u s men's national team is is absolutely not on the right track. <laughs> Greg Burhalter was a terrible hire. They didn't interview anyone else. I mean that's all common knowledge, but if you watch them play, they look like. Some soccer guru that you found at your local uh, pickup soccer complex became a head coach and was like, yeah, we're going to build from the back just like Barcelona. They, and you see all these guys that are scared to play a progressive pass from, the, from out of the back, which is just like, okay, well, the U.S. always has had good fast athletes and good quick attacking prowess. But never have we been a team to break people down through a bunch of passes, unless we're talking about Konkaka. Now, if we want to be good in the world stage, we, the games against Konkaka don't matter. And right now, we're not even playing world-class teams. We're playing Jamaica and friendlies and just, just random teams. I just think the style of soccer that we're trying to play and be the best at is
1: not a style that suits our players.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, guys. So pretty, pretty good, pretty good. Now we're gonna vote. Uh, the rest of the group's gonna vote uh, who they thought won the uh, won the round. So who <laughs> voted for? Who's gonna vote for John? <laughs> <laughs> Are we done? I like
4: guess <laughs> 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 <Okay. Okay. laughs> it's a good
3: argument. Yeah.
5: I admire your optimism. I was. I'm from the outside,
3: point. so. Yeah.
1: Okay. So think. so it was just me and Paul vote for, yeah. for John, and then the rest vote for Phil. Okay, Phil goes on. Well done, Phil. Well done, John. <laughs> All right, so next we have Paul and Joe. And their topic is going to be VAR is good for soccer. All right, I'm going to hand it off to Paul.
0: All right, so point flip. Paul, you're going to be heads. Joe, your tails, it's heads. Do you want to be, it is good for soccer. You're against it. you want to go first or second?
5: I will go second. You can choose four. Uh, I will say that
4: it's good for soccer. Okay.
6: I'm Joe, I'm a uh, writer for Brotherly Game, and I'm trying to make my way through high school. (laughs) And uh, VR is good for soccer because it kind of weeds out that idea of you can get around the rules if the referee isn't looking. Um, and as a referee myself, I know that I don't see a lot on the field and every referee doesn't see a lot who's on the field A lot that's on the field. So I think that becomes An extra kind of help to the referee so that if he doesn't see something the people up top are gonna see it And if the people up top see it, they can tell me it provides more It makes the games more fair because the team that Follows the rules is gonna be the one who wins versus the team who doesn't follow the rules But is able to get away with it. So in that sense the VAR's kind of improving the game in increasing how well teams follow and how fair they play. So that's all I got to say. Plenty
4: of time to spare.
5: Plenty of time to spare. There might that might be the case for me as well. Uh, uh, Paul Catrino Jr. Uh, I am a quarter of the Views from the Bridge team. Uh, They're doing okay, all doing different things right now. Sorry they couldn't be here. Send their regards. Uh, (laughs) Here is why VAR is not great for soccer. First of all, the current system, it takes far too much time for anything to get done in the game. And for a good amount of the crowd who don't like the lulls in play and speed and tempo of this game, it does pose a challenge to get anyone to really want to sit down, bunker in for a game, especially televised. Let alone being there yourself and just being generally frustrated. Uh, I think a better system would just be to have more officials in place, have more direct eyes on the field. You know, so you don't you have people to consult if need be, and you don't have to have a referee literally run from the center of the field over to some corner somewhere, looking on a laptop. Hoping he sees it, you see more eyes on the field. I generally believe uh, that could be a more efficient way to go
4: about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well done.
0: All right, fellas, well played, well played. Um, so raise your hand if you think Joe's argument was better. And so, again, two people vote for the first one. And then it sounds like most people are against VAR, which is the correct answer. Sorry, Joe. Uh, so it was, you didn't have a shot. I don't know. Um, so, so Paul's going on. And we can come back to this at the end if we want to talk more about VAR and how it's ruining soccer. Um, so next up, we have Chris versus Kevin. Your guys' topic is going to be old stadium location. Uh, staying in Chester versus moving to the inner city. Um, Kevin, you'll be heads. Chris, you'll be tails. All right, Kevin, do you want to, defer. You want to defer? Chris, what t- what position do you want to take? Um,
4: I'll do pro
0: stay in Chester. Stay in Chester. Okay, so.
4: Um,
7: All right, so Chris will go on,
0: introduce yourself, have some fun for a minute.
7: All right, so I am Chris Bratton. Uh, I, um, writer for brotherly game normally started off as the Harrisburg city Islanders slash pen FC guy, but, uh, so had some free time this year, have been coming in covering union topics, unionism and steel. Uh, so I'm going to say I'm pro the, uh, stadium staying in Chester. And so there's a lot of, I was an economics major in college. So I think that is, it's just kind of sunk costs of you got this stadium you can't just abandon it. It's not like there's another group that's going to they're not going to, you know, let the steel stay there and then the steel are going to sell this 18,000 seat stadium. Um you've put in the work out there and it's been 10 years. It was a terrible time to get started with the way housing worked out when they were building it. But now the whole idea was to help build up the Chester waterfront has taken 10 plus years, but that's finally getting running again. And so I don't think it's just for some people to say, there's a better software atmosphere to be in down in South Philly to just pull the plug now when the chance of making some improvements again is getting back on the table uh you know you could build up st- build around the stadium you're gonna get the atmosphere there it's just that there's only the stadium and, you know there's a brewery now and if you start getting more stuff uh like shopping and stuff you're gonna get more people out there
8: all right uh kevin kincaid from crossing broad it's always soccer in philadelphia podcast retired from the union beat three years ago has it been three years i guess uh why this the why you should move to the city Well, I I think the main argument is because if you look at how MLS positioned stadiums to expansion teams, originally they thought that if you build in the suburbs, if you build away from urban centers, you would draw in kind of that suburban, like, soccer mom crowd and, you know, draw families and things like that. And then they discovered after all these stadiums were built that it was kind of the opposite. You know, go urban, get the kind of, uh, like, young millennial hipster crowd in there. Uh, Mass transportation, it's really hard to get down to Chester, you know, and that keeps a lot of people out of there. You could get some of the younger crowd that could take the sub way down in the games just have kind of a center city presence which the union don't have right now you know if you think about it, you had a presence in Chester you had a presence in King of Prussia you had a presence in Bethlehem for two years but there was nothing in the city and uh, it's an excuse that people use to kind of talk shit about the union you know they say you know they're not even located in Philadelphia they're not our team you know they exist down in Chester Chester's not you know part of Philadelphia so it's all about just having more of a presence in
0: center city and it just makes more sense for them to do that. All right, well done, fellows, Chris and Kevin. Um, so, who votes for Chris Stay in Chester? So, you got three votes there. Kevin's vote would be, I guess, four. There ran four of us. So, Kevin's going to move on with let's move it to Philly. This is how all the decisions are getting made. <laughs> What's going on? All right, so our next debate is going to be between Matt Ralph and uh, the Doopy brothers here. Our topic's going to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh the topic. topic. <laughs> so this
5: is a double-edged sword for them because they could be talking. There the was only one minute could be talking. Uh,
0: one minute for two brothers. What they don't
5: actually agree on the subject?
0: That's uh, what we do. So the, the topic is uh, the Bimbos. Bimbos, Bimbos, no one knows. Um, and so, Matt, we're going to let you choose. Do you want to be. You can make a choice. Do you want? It? Do you want to be pro Bimbo against Bimbo? Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I think we'll
4: go against. Uh,
0: so he's going to go against uh, Bimbo, which whoa. son of a gun. That means I have to be pro <laughs> Bimbo. Okay.
9: Well, I mean we should probably define
3: what
0: we mean by that though. Okay. As a sponsor? Are you for it
6: being sponsored? For
4: them to be the well, front jersey sponsor. The brand on the jersey. Home jerseys, right? Okay. Is that like, is Let's it's, say it's, put it's, it's Bimbo different. on the jersey. Okay, yeah, yeah see mm-hmm. Bimbo
0: on the
9: jersey. So the, the yeah. Bimbo brand on the home jersey. Yeah. Is it a problem? Right. Okay. I think it is. I'm going to go for
0: okay. it. Against, Against Bimbo being on the jersey. Me and Luke have to argue that it's great to have bimbo on the jersey so um matt i'm gonna make you go first here and you get five seconds for i mean no you get you your full minute we'll give you the, uh, okay
9: so I, uh, this intro. is this is matt ralph i'm the editor of BrotherlyGame.com. i'm a dad and i work in higher education so for my day job so that's who i am and i guess i start now so i'm uh, it's very simple for me uh I have an, a niece. She's really into the union. She's all about the union. And she refuses to wear anything that has bimbo on it just because she's eleven and kids at school are mean enough as it is. So don't give them anything else that, that would that would uh you know give fodder for them to make fun of her. So that's in a, in a in a nutshell. Like I don't I have no problem personally wearing bimbo on my shirt, but I know it's an issue for my niece, I know it's an issue for a lot of female fans who just feel like it puts a Puts a weird, puts them in a weird place when people who don't understand why that, what that brand is, and even though it is very widespread and and you know it's a massive company that owns tons and tons of brands, I think it would just be better for the brand to either either change the spelling or <laughs> or uh, you know so the MBO or or uh, that they that they would just put other brands. So I mean, I'm fine with Beambo Bakeries being a sponsor because they give the union money. But, I, you know, I think they should take it off the home jersey, too. I
5: think that's the easy option. Just tell the company to change the spelling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, me and Luke are going to have a minute to argue why it's great to have Bimbo on your shirt. Um, <laughs> all right. All right, so the Doobie brothers are here We're we're going to talk about that uh I think I think it's a pro because it's a it's a talking point. You know, someone's going to come up to you and say, "Oh, you have Bimbo on your shirt." And this is a chance for me to educate the public on the Bimbo Bread Company. And as an educator, Matt, I know you are too, so uh it's a chance to talk and educate people about the great people at Bimbo who support <laughs> our union. Um, gosh, I love when people come up and say bimbo and I get to be like, Oh no, 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 it's, it's bimbo. bimbo. It's, and it's a bread helps. company. I, this is a soccer company and I'm, I'm not trying to degrade you or anything. This is, I'm just supporting my soccer team. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's been there for now 10 years, so it's, it's a, a staple of our team. Yeah, when people see it, they just know that that's a union shirt right there. Yeah. And it's it's. I we can't,
1: associated with bimbo.
0: I, I cannot be more prideful to wear. Um, I've got a Moa Dude doll here. And I'm just so glad that he has it on his front, too. So um, I'm having a daughter in February and I can't wait to give her a bimbo jersey. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's it. That's
0: it for us. Oh, great. I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, middle name. Yeah, oh. <laughs> 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 All right, if I win this. <laughs> All right, so Mia, Mia Bimbo Ham <laughs> McClan. All right. Uh who thought Matt had the better argument?
2: Matt really
4: wanted All right,
0: who thought we had uh, uh, Paul were you for Matt or us? okay. So then So Matt moves on, which which is good. He's our boss, so uh, he had to move on. Uh, Phew, close call, close call. Thought my argument was too good. Anyway,
9: after the last episode. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah, things. Oh yeah, I won't go into that. There's there's some (laughs) some kids kids walking around over there. All right, so our next matchup is going to be uh, Phil versus Paul. Your debate topic is going to be. Oh. Ernie Stewart was a good oh, general manager.
4: Uh, no one.
0: <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, of the, first, of the union, of the union, not national team. No, no. Yeah, no one, no one can say that right now. Okay. <laughs> so <Okay>. Phil, <laughs> 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 Phil, you're going to be heads, Paul, you're tails. Ernie Stewart. All right, Paul. So do you want to go first, go second, or choose your side, pro or against?
5: Uh, I will be.
0: Pro-Ernie He is pro-Ernie Stewart, which means Phil is against Ernie Stewart. Phil, first or second? second? Second. All right, Paul, I'll hand it off to you.
5: Okay, so, like, check this out.
4: <laughs> you got what you got. I'm convinced. Yeah.
5: <laughs> we had a guy who needed to lay a foundation for a new MLS franchise that didn't exist before that. There was no Philadelphia-based soccer club that existed that MLS could just pick up and put into their league. And clearly not brilliant soccer minds were there at the beginning to get that train rolling. So in terms of stability as a club, we maybe wouldn't be at this point in our club's history if we didn't have Ernie Stewart there to focus on building those Pieces that surround the first team club with regards to the academy and the business side of things, and um, you know, was he? He had a couple decent first team signings. You know, he did the job in that regard. Obviously, a lot of them didn't pan out as such, but I think he was necessary for the union to be what they are today.
4: Stand the
2: All right, guys. Phil, back here again. Um, So I'm arguing about why Ernie was not a good GM for the Union. So Ernie, while he made a couple good signings his first, mainly his first year, um, he also insisted that Jim Curtin have zero tactical flexibility. Uh, He didn't let him really manipulate the lineup, and he he tried to make it almost again like a everyone from top to bottom is playing the exact same formation, but again that's trying to fit players into roles that they might not you know uh go go well with but the other reason i don't think ernie was a good gm is because he always kind of falls up in in his career trajectory so now with the national team he's not going doing a great job but he still got promoted so i think he got promoted to the union and there's a reason he came to the union and nowhere else because we wanted him and no one else did so throwing that out there
1: i think he sucked
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, well, well done, boys. Um, all right, who is uh, gonna vote for Paul?
9: Do we have a third option? <laughs> like somewhere in the Yeah.
1: yeah. Was that was that four? Yeah. What
4: was that uh, for I, I, I was yeah. in between, but I, <laughs> I hand
1: down. Okay, so so no.
4: Right, I'm gonna
1: go okay, first. so that was. All right, so that was I three. Just
9: can't, I just can't pick one because I just feel like the you guys <laughs> both made good. arguments.
1: For it being I mean, the neither of, of those arguments things. or
6: off of like what
9: we actually do, I'd go with
1: the ar- argument. Okay. Yeah, do I why? mean, yeah. if, if so, we're going not with not the sure, argument bro. alone,
9: Paul's yeah, argued should... against himself, so I'm going to vote for Phil because he okay. mentioned that. Well, some of the signs weren't so
1: great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Okay, so that's fine, guys. <laughs> so, so Phil? Like Phil, I think, I think <laughs> Phil, Phil got through. Okay,
9: but I think Phil's argument. On a, on a, by, in and it of itself, it's a little
4: harsh. I would say right. that. No. Right. <laughs> I think most of the people at this table could have cleaned up the mess that was. It wasn't like a was yeah, yeah. yeah. bar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. He did. He did clean it up, but there was, like, was <laughs> there was some stuff in
8: there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, and, the, and I think we've we prematurely.
9: I think we've prematurely declared Ernst uh, the.
4: The same success, well, yeah. one we don't know yet.
8: Ernie, a couple of Ernie's signings were actually really good
6: on this team. Dude. Yeah. Uh, Ado- right. Ado- Ado- right. Ado- yeah.
4: Ado-
6: that is this the theory thing. that Ernie was secretly the head coach of the Union, which was because he didn't live, give Curtin any, like, I like he didn't let Curtin yes. be himself, and after he left, Curtin kind of yeah, That was one. still the strangest <laughs> quote ever, the quote about, um, they can't f- figure out
8: one
4: formation, why should we...
8: Oh so yeah. can't do
4: that. <laughs> 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 so do we want to <laughs> <laughs> I wrote.
5: I wrote
0: in uh, marker. Just, uh, uh, that's all, I want
4: to all
1: right. So Kevin and Matt are going to t- debate uh, for uh, or against. Aronson should be. Right? Aronson should be the, the ten in twenty twenty. Okay. Flip a coin. So, Matt will be the Buffalo, and Kevin will be heads. Luke doesn't have a few points. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sales? All right, Matt. So, uh, I'm picking so, so Matt, you can be four or, against. For or against, against, or before, first, or first or second. Oh, jeez.
4: Um, okay, this, this is tough. Um,
1: <laughs> Two heavyweights.
4: I mean, I think I'm
8: going to argue
1: four. Okay. And then, Kevin, you want to go first or second? No,
8: I'll go second.
1: Okay. Matt, here you go. All right. So, Brendan
9: Aronson as a four for the 10. I'm assuming we're talking about this, the opening day starter to start. I think, so, so, in terms of Brendan Aronson, I mean, there's a big question mark about whether who else will be in the midfield, but based on what we have now, I think Brennan Aronson should be the 10 because I think the, the focus, the big issue really for me is the number six and filling that position and really, you know, putting some resources toward that. And so if you, if you put resources toward your six and then you also replace your 10 and then you get Montero back, where does that leave Aronson? I think Aronson needs to be on the field. I think that, um, you know, hopefully, if Montero, Montero comes back, him and Aronson can kind of. Aronson's a ten, but they sort of alternate a little bit in the midfield. They can there can be flexibility, and I feel like by having Aronson as your ten, you can always drop him back into that shuttler role. Uh, you know, depending on what the the situation is, the the matchups and how they relate. But I do, however, think they. They would they would benefit the team to have a veteran ten in there who can sort of battle for minutes and and, and then really push Aronson in in, in training.
8: So, I guess my argument for not having Aronson at the 10 would be to say that, you know, he was pretty good as a shuttler last year. You know, and if you have two DP slots open and you know you're going to have to go out and get a number six, they're going to have a more traditional number six, kind of a two way defensive kind of guy who's going to hang back a little bit more, replace Harris Medunian, and then use that DP spot uh, on a creative guy who can, you know, unlock defenses because Harris Medunian isn't really going to be there to do that this year. So, say you have Bedoya on the right side, you have Aronson playing the other shuttler opposite him, bring in a holding number six, a TAM level kind of guy yeah. You, know, you can use that dp money to go sign another number 10 i know it's a pain in the butt we've been doing this rat race with doge call barnetta to fabian and you got to find a new guy every single year and it seems like a pain in the butt to replace him but they've done an okay job of doing that fabian still had seven goals last year so i think by virtue of losing your quarterback in Medunian, you could pull aronson back play him on one side play bedoya on the other side holding mid number six and then you could have a, a dp guy to kind of unlock santos and shabilko in front of him.
5: This is
0: a tough one, yeah. These guys know how to argue. Um, all right, so...
8: It would better if I gone second. I kind of shot you a the story that I would rub to either
3: season. But see, like, a battle rap. I want to see what bars you
0: he up with. All right, guys, so who votes for uh, Matt's argument that Aronson should be the 10 in 2020? Just one? All right, so it looks like... Kevin- and yeah, two? Two. I two. All right. So, it looks like Kevin moves on. Kevin keeps stats. Stats. Yeah. He brought he brought numbers behind his argument.
8: Yeah, and I'm like, just glad I'm not talking Eagles here. so, yeah. 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 yeah.
9: yeah. so fucking Well, and obviously, <laughs> I, I don't think I was fully committed to it. I'm like, because it is. Well, it's it, hard, it's so like hard. Argue, yeah,
8: because yeah, my argument, in the story I just wrote, is that they should keep them as the team. I can make an argument as to one. Yeah. the other thing. It's like debate
9: team. I mean, you I want know. Montero to come back. But I don't think Montero is really the out and the 10 either. You well, so. can't spend
8: too big. You shouldn't spend like all the
4: money on him when they need two midfielders. Either. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. doesn't make sense. You can fight two guys cheaper than you. That was my thought. Spending all the money on him is he
2: spent all the money on him. You
5: weren't elite,
4: Right. Yeah, that's true. I
5: think it really just all comes down to aspiration. Like If he genuinely thinks he's a European talent that can not be in the second division of France and do somewhere else, then he should go explore those options and get paid like yeah. a couple million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I kind of like wants to, too. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, mind I don't it.
4: About
5: him. Yeah. if right. well, he, he wants to be, a, I think Montero does have that talent to be like a superstar. You know, like a genuine top fifteen player in MLS. If he should want to do that, yeah, and um, you know, you don't see a lot of guys at least stick around for more than. Three years when it comes to that level of talent. So if that's something he wants to do, then they can get it done for you know, where they're not spending fifty percent of their remaining salary on him. Right. Also like make off of the like
3: seen yeah. you saw like, who make that the
9: I wish they still trust like
4: overseas or something.
9: Do you met? Do you, but. If Aronson is a ten and he has a great season, yeah. you sell him for a lot more money
4: though, you you than if a he's a shuttle, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, probably. But like you also run bad. the risk of his
9: value goes down it is down yeah. because yeah. he doesn't. And do then, then if you
3: sell yeah. Brendan, that helps. You uh, yeah. out too. Because he's he's now got kids so like, yo, Brendan just went over to England yeah. or whatever. Like his his brother. Brother. Yeah. It's like, I need to It's like college right. Right. Shiano
0: coming back to Rutgers. That's the
4: yeah, a, but.
0: But, yeah, I mean,
5: it's it's the
0: time
4: one. Yeah, so he's a
5: tracker. Yeah, cheap. that's not to mention if he succeeds at yeah, the 10 yeah. this year, it shows his plant versatility as both like, uh, like what Shadow and like a
7: player. It makes the revolving door of 10s look tougher when we have Aronson, because if you spend a ton of money next year to bring in some big number 10, and then say he gets hurt again, and then Aronson is almost as good, it's like, well, why do we spend all our money on no, a slight improvement? Yeah. 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 yeah.
4: yeah, the margin. For that. If he's able to
3: do it, then Absolutely, he deserves a chance to do that. Mm-hmm. In that Red Bull game, like the 12th game, you saw there was a little more
4: physical. Like that was a problem. The worst team started to physical. Yeah, mm-hmm. he puts on like ten, 10 pounds, man. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. He's never gonna get those. You know, I guys can be grown, but it's
9: just—it's
6: pretty short. Yeah, yeah. It's five, six, five, seven. It's so—it's so weird. It's so
8: weird going from MLS to the NBA. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> <a player>, so. <laughs> I mean, the tallest guy. I had to look out his curtain for all the Especially in section, we have so much value on that
4: team. I know. It's, I, I feel like the run is short. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's just
0: like intimidating. <laughs> nice All right, guys. So we, we have a final of Phil Moore versus, uh Kevin okay. Kincaid. Yes. We were going to do a, an activity where they each build build their best 11 out of the union doing a little draft style. Do you guys feel it for that? Uh, oh. Yeah,
8: if I can write I can.
0: Right, so maybe we can like take a little break and then yeah. tell you tell you who they both pick. We'll do that off so air or whatever. Hey guys, Doopy Brothers here. Uh, for the final of the Doopy Brother debate, um, we had Kevin and Phil both make their all time union eleven. In a the second, they're gonna get to read them off, and then the table's gonna vote on which team would end up winning in an eleven v eleven game. So, Phil, are you ready to read yours off? Yes. Kevin's still kind of scratching out. Okay.
2: All right, so starting at the back, I think the, the best goalkeeper ever to don a Union uniform and uh, would be the best to put on the field is Carlos Miguel Curranel. Yes, He's,
4: <laughs> and he then, started in Champions League. What? And then <laughs> Kai Wagner,
2: Jack Elliott, Mo Adu, and Shannon Williams across the back. Right then I'm actually going with the 4-2-3-1 lineup. So then um, Harris Madunian and Alejandro Bedoya as the uh, defensive mids. Then Jamiro Montero, Tranquilo Barnetta, and Vincent Noguiera. Um, and Casper up top.
4: Cool.
8: All right. Uh, I, th- I think it's a three-six-one. It's one <laughs> <laughs>
4: <It's right
8: here. laughs> the, 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 the center back here picked only three defenders. Uh, but it's very narrow. But uh, Andre Blake's in goal. Uh, my three center backs are Carlos Valdez, Marisa Dew, and Danny Califf. Uh, in the midfield, I've got Brian Carroll. Harris Madunian in and then in front of them we've got uh, Vince Nogueira Boric Dojkal Tranquillo Barnetta and Alejandro Bedoya and then Latu running around up top just latching on to anything and
0: everything
4: so, All right. three, six, so, I guess we'll
0: let people take a look at that
4: it's a three-five-two <laughs> with the scared. false. No, it's a three-two. It's really like a, a three-two-four.
3: Three, yeah, so, well, but make, wait. So well, you makes have the, yeah. It's a narrow ass because like you have. There's no width. There. <laughs> yeah, there's no width. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing everything centrally. Yeah, because
4: Wagner can't really. No, you, you don't have Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> Carol drops it.
8: Oh uh, yeah, Carol yeah, drops. It's like the Michael Bradley role where yeah. you kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. just sit back wherever whoever was up, you know.
5: What makes this interesting is I think in. Kevin's team has the talent, <laughs> yeah, but the friend. formation <laughs> setup allows the width here because you don't have midfielders who are going to want to push out, or you have to have those center backs fly out, and you're going to you know, have a
9: hard time against kind Kvarny. Of uh, yeah. 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 You got
4: Danny on that side. 2011, Danny Gale. Oh, that's. Yeah, so you yeah, get yeah. to pick the year. Not now. <laughs> Not 2010, Danny. I hope you have a good plate.
0: <laughs> 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 Alright guys, so uh you've heard and seen the two lineups. Um I guess who who do you, who thinks Kevin's gonna win? Mom, <laughs> <kids>. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Four hands up well kind of I guess Kevin I don't know if I can count Kevin's yeah, for myself. <laughs> so three definite hands. Alright, who thinks Phil's gonna win?
6: I got so up three. I was not like alive then, so I'm gonna. Okay, so it's three-three.
0: <laughs> Renee, you're a tiebreaker. Oh, wow. a tiebreaker. A
2: tie-breaker. Oh, oh. You need to see him. <laughs> I gotta go with
0: the
5: four-two-three-one. <laughs> the four-two-three-one <laughs> looks like Phil's He's gonna the take the championship. championship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Kincaid yeah. gets it's knocked just out yeah, it's with. There's a. It's like there's a two
4: monsters. No so. one's going through <laughs> the <laughs> middle on that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so Phil, congratulations, you're our Doopie Brothers debate champion. Yeah. yeah. So, um, owner
1: of yeah. That's humble Flex right there. You get a
0: shameless promotion for 15
5: seconds. That is your price. Yeah, yeah.
0: So guys, before we sign off, does anyone want to talk about any any topics here? I mean we've got Pro ProRel, we've got should Union Hulk be the Union GM? Yeah. Sam, yes. I have a take, well. yeah, <laughs> I have a take on Beambo
8: do it take just like more so than anything that has to do with like the pejorative slang or the you know what it might mean in english or whatever you know the first Beambo deal was four years for 12 million dollars it was they got three million dollars a year from that and then when they extended it it was 12 million dollars but it was for five years so they were only making 2.4 million off of that i mean i haven't seen a dollar amount for this deal which makes me think that it's either the same or less. you know I just think the disappointment is that they couldn't do any better than that after they already took a cut from them the first time around. you know you went from three million a year to two point four million dollars a year. Uh, normally you wouldn't sign a third contract with somebody if you already took a, a cut with them the first time so I don't know I think it's it, it feels very 2011 to me and it feels like theoretically that the team would have been further ahead at this point it would be it would have been able to command more money you know if it was a positive dollar figure that would have been leaked by now so,
5: I think the optics behind it are really interesting just because the the brand Bimbo itself isn't super popular. You don't see it in, like, Acme's or anything. You don't see it in ShopRite. It's not like the brand is getting any real local exposure in their product market because it's on the jersey. And like Kevin said, you know, if that number is steadily, like going down, then you would have thought that any counter offer that was even in that range would at least be fairly considered. Uh, and, if you put,
8: like, Sarah Lee on the front, If you put like Sarah Lee or like Entenmann's or something on the front of the jersey, it solves the like, you know, is a 15 year old girl going to wear beambo problem? But then it just looks kind of small beans to me. Like, you're running around with a jersey that has a bread logo on it, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't feel like Major League to me, you know what I mean? So, it's, it, solves, it, it like kind of solves the problem, but it does, I, I don't know. It, doesn't, it feels like then it's too small of a brand, and people would say, like, well, is that the best they could do? And then you have to explain it to them. Well, actually, Beanbo is this big, like, you know, North American empire or whatever the hell, you know? It's like and it's cutting like, yourself – Cutting. what's the phrase? Cutting off your nose or yeah. something? Yeah,
5: and, and no one wants to do that. No one has to be the guy in the middle of the street who's trying to defend a bread company – because it's
4: called
5: <laughs> it's like we do it for soccer i'm just like sick of explaining this. yeah you know it's not
3: great i will say that um you know obviously in the mls we have the difficulty of trying to compete with the other four major leagues in the world plus we have to compete with the other soccer leagues in the world so i will say that bimbo is an international company so like back home in Colombia, you know you walk into any bakery any supermarket bimbo is a big bread company so you know my my cousin now because of me is a philadelphia union fan and he has a, we got him a union jersey and people know bimbo he, people see the jersey and it's not the same reaction here in america so you know i know everyone wants wow everyone wants the local companies that's good and all but <laughs> if we want to be like if we want to attract internationally we got to have a company like Bimbo on our jersey there. I also think it's just maybe more important to get that
5: domestic audience first, you know, like sure. target to the domestic one so that Philadelphia itself can embrace that team so that people outside that area would embrace it more to see, like, thousand, thousands upon thousands of passionate fans supporting it, you know, not isolating them because they don't like what it says on a soccer jersey.
2: To go along with... the kind Of that thing, uh, I think <laughs> it really hurts their merch sales. So, even if, if they're only really getting like two point something million dollars a year for this, for this like sponsorship, um, I think they could easily, if they just put Wawa on there for free, would sell about two million dollars more in merch.
9: <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, you kind of yeah. wonder.
9: I mean, my, I mean, sort of like, obviously, I I was taking a position but i mean that's true about my niece you know she she will not wear anything with like bimbo but i also think it's one of those things where do other teams talk about this like i mean what standard Charlies is anyone like oh yeah well it shouldn't be that like the fact that we have to talk about this 10 years in to me is problematic like you know that they couldn't find some deal with some company that none of us here knows or cares about and would never talk about so i mean that's frustrating to me i mean the we, we talked about the chester thing like that's frustrating to me it's frustrating that we're we're constantly even in the middle of the season when this team was in first place for what seven weeks straight or nine weeks straight or whatever it was we're still online talking about oh the bimbo thing and oh the chester thing and and that that's frustrating and like you said kevin like it it makes the team look small like it makes the team look like oh my gosh, this stupid union team, these stupid kids talking about soccer all the time, get over it, this team sucks, this team's going nowhere, and it just, just, uh, you know, I don't, I mean, I've spent a little bit of time in Kansas City, like, I don't think anyone's, you know, they they complain about the name, like, my uncle still hates the name uh, Sporting Kansas City, but, you know, no one's talking about the jersey sponsor there, no one's talking about you know the, the the stadium being in the middle of nowhere because it's free parking, right? So like, there, there's there's things like that where I just feel like we're as a fan base, as a club, that it's constantly just like, okay. I mean, I feel like they could win MLS Cup, and on Tuesday after the game, someone would be like, "Oh man, what the heck? What the hell's being? Well, where's That's, the parade going to be it just feels like I don't know. It's frustrating to me because. It's a lot of stuff that, I mean, it gets, honestly, it gets hits on Crossing Broad and probably Game, and, yeah. and gets probably listeners for, for other podcasts, but it, it just, to me, it just gets really frustrating that we're, you know, sort of having to constantly revisit these arguments, and you know, that it isn't some deal that was like, oh, wow, they got twice as much as they got last time, so we, we you know, we can live with that, because it's, it's more money toward... uh Keep him on Montero or getting a DP number 10 or whatever. So that's,
4: that's kind of my...
7: Like, no one goes around saying, talent energy, yeah, what a terrible energy yeah. supplier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: they
5: don't write articles about that. <laughs> well,
3: maybe they should. Just another topic, because I did see it in the cards there. Um, I know everyone wants to, you know... When it comes to Marco Fabian, it's going to have, you know, mixed reactions. But, you know... I know the, the, the signing really didn't work that well this year, but it was a signing that really needed to happen for the union. Like, we had 10 years of some, you know, mediocre soccer, to be quite frank with you guys. We never had a superstar of that caliber of Marco Fabian. This guy is pretty big in Mexico. So... I know we won't. We probably won't have big memories of Marco Fabian, other than the game-winning goal and the, against the Red Bull. But it was a signing that needed to happen, and it's going to be interesting ten years down the line what his what his name going to be when you're related to the Philadelphia Union. But definitely, that was a signing that needed to happen. Just my thought on it.
6: I will say the one thing about Fabian is that the thing that I heard is that Tanner was told he had a he had like a Czechoslovakian or some number 10 lined up and they said no we want to go into south america so it's interesting to see as tanner has to delve more into central south america is he going to have that same level of talent that he's bringing in with central south americans when kind of eastern europe is where he's he works best so how are those players going to be different i think it'll be interesting to see if he's able to adapt but hopefully he will I think it's unfortunate that he won't go into
5: any record books or, you know, like year-in-review kind of things, you know, it's he's definitely not going to be a staple for this team in any way, but... You know, he did have an impact, and it did show that the team was willing to go out there and get established veterans for this team. You know, not everyone Googling who Boric Doshkow was for, you know, five days and trying to t- convince themselves that he was good. Like, we knew Marco Fabian was good. We knew he had talent. We knew it was very, um, you know, uh, it could be a productive signing if the situation was right. And I just thought the situation was never right for Marco to succeed Uh given the fact that they have young talent in that midfield that they do want to start putting on display they do want people to start noticing that they have amazing academy players and that you know when we get them good enough we're going to make a lot of money off of them or they're just going to be some of the best players running around in mls so you know from the beginning i think marco it was going to be hesitantly optimistic that he would do okay but You know, like like John said, I think it needed to happen just to show that the front office was willing to do a signing of that nature, show that they were on board. Also, Ray Gaddis shouldn't be in the (laughs) Ring of Honor. (laughs) (laughs) Rebuttal?
0: (laughs) Joe says absolutely. Um, You guys all good?
7: All right, guys. Well, this is the Doobie Brothers. I want to... No, you got one. All right, Chris. Uh, I guess I'll just go on my horse and say the original Harrisburg City Islanders logo was amazing. Yes. And anyone who says anything different is yes. wrong. And sad and lives a sad life. So bring it back uh, when they come back. Hopefully
5: soon. Nice.
0: So, this is the Doopy Brothers podcast. It was a lot of fun hanging with the guys. Go check out all the writing on Brotherly Game. Thanks to Paul from Views from the Bridge, not only for being here, but also providing the equipment. Um, check out El Parcero's stuff uh, with Johnny. Uh, check out Kevin Kincaid's Always Soccer in Philadelphia. And thanks to SoFi for having us. Thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah.